up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. What's up, mamas, and welcome to Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. You know, obviously, we just had Mother's Day, and we want to honor all the moms out there. Our highest, highest praise goes to women who take on the role of mom, whether they give birth to their children, whether they adopt whether they nurture, whether they take on the task of taking care of another's heart and another's needs. If you're a mother of invention, you're a mother of a furry pet, we will continue here at Mama's Day to celebrate all of you moms. The fact that it's only one day is officially a crime. (laughs) It is insane considering all that moms contribute to the world, but we'll take it. You know, I had a really interesting year this year, mostly because I'm taking on a podcast. I'm speaking to you. I'm creating this collective of moms who feel seen and heard, who aren't approaching the greatest job in the world, mommying, as if it is a fashion show or a baking contest. We are in the trenches doing what is necessary to raise a next generation of conscious, loving, self-reliant, self-confident children that can handle the world that we are passing on to them. That is no easy thing. It's interesting because I never thought about how complex a mother's role was until I became a mother. And I've been very honest here on Mama Stay with Tanika Ray about my journey in the mommy space. I was very scared to have a kid because of my very complicated relationship with my mother. It has been humbling, truly. And I feel like I could never move forward in this complicated relationship with my mother without the support of this community, without being able to lean on other women, other mothers that have similar experiences, that can be real and raw and honest about the ups and the downs and everything else in between when nurturing and mothering a child. So for us here at Mama's Day, Mother's Day is quite literally every single day. We've got to celebrate each other. And my Mother's Day gift to you is 
deep gratitude, really. So thank you to the world of Mamaste for supporting us the way that we hope we can support you. We really do understand how hard, complicated, sad, empty Mother's Day can feel to a lot of mothers. I spent this year doing something I'd never done before. For the first time, I decided that I was going to spend Mother's Day the way I wanted to. I wasn't going to meet up with the family who I love. I wasn't going to just go along with the plans that other people made. I decided to get a hotel on the beach with my daughter and some friends lie by the pool, laugh, giggle, swim, jacuzzi, all those things in celebration of my mommy journey. It was something I'd never done. I didn't realize the impact it would have on my family because, I don't know, it's never been done before. There was no precedent set. But it did remind me of when one person shifts, it shifts everybody attached to them. So my desire to spend Mother's Day a different way pretty much shook my parents. It was me going off script. It was me not doing what was expected of me. It was me making my own decision. It was interesting. And I want to start with this because during Mother's Day, what I typically do is I would look on social media and look at everybody's loving relationships with their moms. And it it would make me feel sadness. It would make me feel happy for some people. It would make me feel a little childish. Why didn't I get that? But I found a really great quote. This is by Dr. Leah Katz. The relationship we have with our mothers can be such a complicated one for so many people. As we get older, we might find ourselves experiencing more loss and regret over the childhood we didn't have. Having our own kids can bring these feelings of loss more to the forefront. Giving your children what you didn't get can bring up confusing feelings. There's deep peace in knowing they're having it different and also sadness that you didn't have those experiences. You can try healing with your own mother. Have a conversation about what your childhood was like for you. If you can't have that conversation, write her a letter that you may or may not choose to give her. Tell her what you needed but didn't get, what you're appreciative for. If you're a parent, As you parent your own children, invite little you to join the crew. They get to come along for it all. There's much healing in that. Most importantly, says Dr. Leah Katz, you can be the stable force little you needed. You can shower little you with unconditional love and let them know how special they are. You can learn to become your own best parent. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Leah Katz. I love, this was a carousel that I saw on Instagram. 
And I just thought it so perfectly explained where I am, where so many people are, starting to understand that if you didn't get it, you have two choices. You can complain, whine, and stay stuck in the absence of what you wished you had, or you can make a different decision and you can create it for yourself, create it for your child. And I so understood what Dr. Leah Katz said there, that there's also a sadness that comes with it. There's a mourning for what you didn't have because as you are actively and consciously giving your children what you didn't get, the little you inside of you re-experiences the pain of what you didn't have. And so I've been really working with that, trying to understand that my most present mothering is in diving into that pain, is in allowing that sadness to happen, to wash over me, to examine what kind of a hold it has on me, and then to go through it, is to just let it happen, let myself feel it, and keep going. Because what we tend to do as humans is we feel the pain and we determine, okay, I'm going to shut it in a door and walk away and pretend like it didn't happen. But truthfully, it never makes it go away. Ignoring pain, shutting it away behind a vault door in your mind, keeping yourself busy enough so you don't have to think about it really does nothing to solve the issues that you're trying to reconcile with from your past. Nothing. All it does is hold that pain precious. It makes it stronger and it makes it more powerful over how you navigate through the world. It's always there and it becomes bigger and badder the more you ignore it. So thank you, Dr. Leah Katz, for crystallizing so clearly what I was feeling, truly. So I made these plans. I stood up and I decided I want to celebrate my motherhood journey the way I want to celebrate it. And I did that. Now, I got a phone call from my mother asking what I had planned. And truly, I just wanted to keep my plan sacred because I knew that my somebody was going to try to talk me out of it or guilt me out of it or, you know, say there were people expecting me. And I needed to do it for myself. I wanted to do, especially with this year, especially being able to talk to all these amazing moms here on Mama's Day that have empowered me, especially since I have so many reflections I decided it was important. So I told her, I have plans. And we continued to talk. And then suddenly she asked me if there was a reason why I was so disrespectful to my family. And I was confused, disrespectful. What what do you mean? Well, you don't return our text in a timely manner. And that's disrespectful, she said. And I lost it. You know, when you're keeping it together and then there's something that triggers you and it's like all the gloves are off. And what came out in this raging moment, this uncontrollable moment of honesty was 
I feel like I've been disrespected my entire life by the people that created me. That because I think differently, because I, I, my instincts are different than theirs, because I was always the black sheep, that my just being who I was was never respected. That I didn't get the nurturing. I didn't get the care that I so desperately needed. And my mom went on to say, but she loves me so much. And she's always been my greatest cheerleader. And the most bizarre thing is I don't remember that. I don't remember it. There are no receipts. I felt she was quite the opposite, actually. I felt she was my biggest critic. I felt she was my biggest obstacle to feeling good. Now, these aren't great feelings that I'm having at this point because now I'm yelling, she's yelling, and I just needed to get off the phone because I don't have bandwidth to deal with the conversation. We can only really deal with things when we are equipped emotionally, spiritually, mentally. I, in that moment, remembered the book Mother Hunger. Now, you might see me on a show later this year talking about this book, Mother Hunger. It has pretty much rocked me to my core. If you are a person who lost their mother, whose mother passed away, who never knew their mother, or had a complicated relationship with their mother, this book, Mother Hunger by Kelly McDaniel, is a must-read. I'm telling you, I was bawling from page one. I have told everyone and anyone I know about this book. I always had conflict with my mom and knew that we didn't think alike. But then it was confusing to me how she could make me cry, how her not being the mother that I wanted or needed could bring me to such epic tears. Those being mad and being sad at the same time were very confusing to me for a long time. And Kelly McDaniel breaks down in such a beautiful way why those two conflicting or seemingly conflicting emotions can operate at the same time can take over your whole being at the same time. From there, this conversation that I had with my mom and my dad, them telling me how much they cared about me and how much they loved me, and they don't understand why I have these issues, which I got to tell you makes you feel even more neglected. It makes you feel even more unseen that you can be so tortured growing up, but there's nobody verifying your story. That was the first time this year that my mother admitted that possibly she wasn't the best mother she could have been, that she made some mistakes. Well, that's human, but I never heard my mother ever say that she made a mistake. So I give her so much credit. I'm grateful for the fact that she is seeing herself in a different way and accepting that possibly it's not just me and my unhappiness, but that she had a part in it too. In this mommy journey, especially in doing Mama's Day, I'm learning so many ways that a mother's 
treatment of you can affect you, right? It never goes away. You know, while all this was happening, what was also coming to mind, and please know, I'm always sort of trying to evolve and grow and study myself and the people around me and how things affect me. And I went back to my girl, Gabrielle Bernstein. She's an incredible life coach, thought leader. Oprah named her the next in profound thinking. I really connect with her. She just wrote a new book called Happy Days. And that too, I have to listen to over and over. It also ripped me to shreds and makes me have to reevaluate how I process, how I how I make decisions, how I block my heart from being open. She's also somebody that used to drink who no longer drinks. I no longer drink. I don't think I ever subscribe to a, a label because that's just not what I do. I drink a lot. I love drinking. I loved being free or whatever it is I thought I was doing. But now I'm understanding per Gabrielle that perhaps I drink a lot to escape that pain. Perhaps I suffered with body issues for a really long time because of the criticism I received about what my body looked like. Perhaps I had really dark moments that I could name depression, but I, again, don't subscribe to those labels. But it made me think recently because as I was purging and as I was digging things out of closets and grabbing boxes and storage units and like, why do I have all this stuff? And it gave me some clarity. This is what I'm working with right now. Typically, your foundation is your family and it makes you feel warm and cuddly when you're having a hard time in life, in your career, in your relationships, you can always go back to mom and dad and it feels like home base. And I think that because I didn't have that, they were there financially, they were there in body and spirit, but they didn't know how to nurture my heart. They didn't know how to help me with my mental state. So I leaned on a lot of things to help me do that. I remember in college when I was having a down moment. And when I say down moment, let me be really clear. I go really internal. I get into these moods where I don't want to see other people, where I just want to be alone. And these can last for a week, a month. I mean, full on hermit. I go inwards. I have to figure out my issues. I need to cry. I need to be with universe by myself and figure it out because I didn't have the ability to go to parents to help me figure things out. I learned a long time ago to like be by myself. So that is exactly what I mean when I say we are living lives and raising our kids through the filter of trauma. So the fact that Because when I was a kid, I didn't have parents I can lean on to mentally put me back together. They didn't know how to help me with my emotional intelligence. So I went to my room, I closed my door, and I spent time alone. So I'm still doing this 30, 40 years later. 
I'm still doing it. And it's harder now with the kid because obviously my daughter could care less that I need silence and I need to be alone. I need to stew in my whatever state this is that I don't have a name for. But I know that it's a lot of alone time. I know I don't communicate with a lot of friends. I know I isolate, which is a big one. Isolating is one of the biggest things that I do when I'm triggered. And purging really sent me down this dark path of like evaluating my life, looking at the things that I keep around me, which, you know, my mom calls junk. And I got to be honest, my daughter picked up that lingo too and calls it junk. It's not junk. It's clothing that I've acquired. It's magazines. It's, it's yes, I do possibly have lanyards and passes from every red carpet I ever did that gave me a lanyard and a pass. But those I think are memories, right? And if I don't have an anchor in my family, then my my memories and the things that represent those memories become my anchor. So this huge purge that I've been engaged in for almost a month has taken me down a dark road. And for the first time, I'm acknowledging, wait a minute, is this, is this depression? I, I don't know. I've always just carried on. I've always just, I may isolate. I may drink a lot. I might, you know, eat a lot, but I'll recover in my own time and I'll get back to life. But I never, I never considered like, should I call it something? Am I a sad person? I don't know if I'm a sad person. I definitely have moments where I'm deep, where I'm deeply introspective, where I deeply need space from the world in order to get right again. And so for the last month, I've been inward. I've been like cheering myself on to get out of the funk, but the funk is here. Maybe it's connected to the fact that I've, I still have a wedding dress from a wedding I called off 20 years ago sitting in my bedroom because I have no place else. I'm like, where do I, I'm trying to get rid of it. I need to sell it, get rid of it, donate it, something. But there's sadness around all of these things that I hold as these memories. So though I've gone deep in the last month, though I have been in my most introspective, darkest moments in the last month while shipping magazines across the country to people who could utilize it for their manifestation groups while I'm shipping clothes to my goddaughter that my daughter barely wore and shipping my goddaughter books while I'm throwing bags and bags of crap away that I really don't need. I'm freeing myself. I'm very clear that the darkness has to be experienced right now. That the sadness, we have to mourn our losses in order to get to the other side. But the fact that it's all happening simultaneously, my mom, my dad, they're writing me text messages about how much they love me, which I've never heard before. And that's making, that's, that's triggering me because I don't know what to do with those feelings. I don't know what to do with something I've never experienced before. I don't know what to do with words I've never seen or heard before. So all of it's coming to a head right around Mother's Day. And it's okay because I feel like every week that I have these conversations with you guys, every week I'm able to connect with the mom. I'm strengthening myself. 
I can let go of more of these nonsensical memories in quotes that I think are, are, are my foundation and create a new. I'm able to mother myself through this pain or darkness or whatever this is that I have yet to ever title. But as I've always said here on Mama's Day, you mother one of two ways. You mother the way you were mothered, sometimes unconsciously, sometimes consciously, or you are brave enough to be bold enough to mother a different way, literally putting one foot in front of the other, figuring it out as you go along, holding the experiences that gave you pain as markers for where to change it up, for where to make a new decision, for where to basically write your own mother playbook because it has to change. And when you are realizing that you're in the throes of writing a new manual, your inner child cries a lot. Your inner child is rooting for you to do it different. And while you are in the throes of creating a new prescription of mommying, you are also forced to face the fact that you didn't get it. It all comes to a head. And though you want your inner child to grow up and get over it, your inner child will always mourn the loss or mourn the fact that it didn't get what it wanted. It didn't get what it needed. It's sad. And that we have to feel those feelings. So even though it's dark around me, For the last month, I do feel I'm coming out of it with every box I throw away, with every box I donate filled with magazines, with every box I send to my goddaughter of books that my daughter loved and adored, but they may have been for her in preschool. With everything I push out of my house, I am regaining a little bit of strength. I am standing in my truth. I am standing in my light. And I can walk through that darkness and mother myself into a better, to a better reality. And though I am not fully equipped to receive loving notes from my parents, I just, it's so foreign. I don't even know what to do with it. I have offered myself grace in that. And I'm also being true to my boundaries. I'm not ready. For me to be this age, a grown woman, a grown ass woman, and to hear my parents, t- or not hear it, I guess they text it, but to read them, them say things that you've never heard before, it's shocking. It's like what you've always wished for. And I think I will get to a state of forgiveness. I mean, come on, forgiveness is always the goal. As Iyanla Van Zant says, Forgiveness is the gift you give yourself. And I want that gift so desperately, but my inner child is still a little pissed. So I'm going to give myself some time. I'm going to read my parents' messages of their adoration, which is again, foreign, and try to get comfy with it, to be honest, to reread all of Gabrielle Bernstein's book. This happy days really shook me. And to keep reading Mother Hunger, to keep filling my brain with what that is and how to heal from that. 
I think what comes before forgiveness is healing. And then maybe forgiveness is part of the healing too, but I'm not there yet. I want to be. And I think with this community's help, with my continuation of connecting with these incredible moms, we all have complicated stories. We all have pain. We can see ourselves in each other. And sometimes community is really all you need to heal. So thank you. Thank you for being here with Mama Stay with Tanika Ray. You know, the last three moms we've had on the pod have been just, they're all slam dunks. We had the mother of Michael Michelle. She's a little starlet in Hollywood doing her thing and how she pours into her daughter and really elevates her and holds her spirit so precious. We had the mother of Yara Shahidi, another little starlet who is so poetic and so brilliant and intelligent going to Harvard to go to college. Carrie Shahidi. And then the last episode we had with my girl, Ananda Lewis, who is navigating her own mommy issues, as a lot of us are. I am forever changed by all of you moms that agree to come on this podcast. I am forever changed with all of you who are in community with us, who understand that this isn't about sadness. It isn't about complaining. It's about how can we pick up tips and tricks from each other to navigate life with more ease. So happy Mother's Day, because seriously, I don't know about this one day. It is, it's a happy Mother's Year, happy Mother's Every Day. I don't know, but I hope that you will continue to do exactly what you want to do, if only one day a year. You deserve it. You're powerful. You're amazing. You run the world. Here at Mama Stay, we are so proud of the community that we've built. We're so excited to be working with Jenny Media. Thank you so much, Jenny Media. And thank you so much to all the moms. Many more moms coming soon. We love you. We see you. Please connect with us. You can always email us, mamastaywithtanikaray at gmail, or you can slide up in my DMs. I have so many amazing moms doing that who are catching these episodes. And uh, I'm grateful. Much love. And don't worry, I am coming out of this dark, this dark moment, continuing this purge, which is always one of my greatest tips for moms. You feel heavy, get rid of some stuff. We don't need it. Much love, y'all. We will talk to you next week. Carry on and carry on. Get ready for hot mama summer. Talk soon. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift, and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah, and mama stay. Mama stay.